This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, black boys on three, black boys on three, one, two, three. Black boys. Jalen Johnson. Jalen is a premier player. Going deep, he's got one on Starting cornerback for your Chicago Bears. Jalen is just a real talk expert. He just tells you how he feels. Walter Payton, Man of the Year Award nominee. We always want to give back to the community, and certainly Jalen's done that. Takes you inside the locker room after every Bears game. Throw coming your side is complete. Tough coverage there. Justin Ross, no, incomplete. He had it initially, but could not bring in the catch. Jalen Johnson, I think, in there to punch it away. Who are these guys who's going to take the next step? Who are these guys who are going to become Pro Bowl type players? I'll be honest with you, when I watched today, I saw Jalen Johnson competing out there. Yeah. I'm competing early and often. I saw him getting after guys. Quick throw, far side of the field. Get it out there to Tony, who's going to be tackled for a loss. Jalen Johnson with another good play. Jalen Johnson with Parkinson Spiegel yeah, there, on 670 there, The Score. Conversation brought to you by Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Jalen, kind enough to join us on our Twitch and YouTube stream by way of the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Hey, Jalen, how's it going, man? Good. How you doing? Doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, how's the hamstring? How you feeling? It's good getting on a little treatment on it right now as we speak, but nah, it's good. It's good. It'll be it, it'll be better. It has been better, but I'll get right. So is this a? I mean, I know we're not going to do much in terms of injury reveals, but like I I talked about it in the off season, man. Like that game last year against AJ Brown, where you like trailed him all over the field. It was unbelievable. But then you got banged up, and we didn't get to see how you built off that game the rest of the year. Like you're such a fun player to watch. I like. I don't want anybody to be hurt, but we have a relationship with you. I don't want you to be limited. Like, you, you know what right. I mean? Like, you, you, you're going to be good for Sunday, do we think? Or is this going to be something that lingers? Hamstrings can be tough. Honestly, I feel like it'll be, it'll be a true, like, day-to-day thing. I feel like I felt better night and day than how it was yesterday, today. So, I mean, just continue to hit this rehab hard as much as possible. Because, um, I mean, sure, I don't, I don't, I don't want to miss any of these games I don't I don't we don't have time for that I don't have time I mean I just want to get up get out there and compete so I mean I'm doing everything in my power to get back out there get with the trainers do everything I need to do to take care of my body and also listen to my body as well and be smart with that so I don't make anything worse but at the end of the day too uh, I feel like it's my my job to get better and to come back best I can how powerless do you feel watching them carve up the defense when you're on the sideline 
I mean, sure. I, I didn't feel no different than when I was out there. I mean, sure, how many points they put up before I got hurt? So, I mean, <laughs> plenty. It was it, it it was all the same for for me. I mean, just of course being out there, you feel like you can help, but I mean, you just you just feel helpless. Um, but I mean, sure. At the end of the day, I was I, I it wasn't too much different with with me out there. They were still finding ways to to put points up on the board. So I mean, it was it was a tough day overall when I was in there and when I was watching it. So like. What do you take from a game like that, man? They're the champs. You guys are building something. I understand that, but that was obviously very lopsided. What what can be taken away from a game like that? What can be taken away from a game like that? I mean, honestly, I feel like for for me, it's we got we we got we got to we got to do something different. I think for for me, the biggest thing I feel like it's it's hard to say just, oh, we got to fight better. I mean, the score was, was ugly. I don't think there was a, ever any quit. I think just trying to find the combination of, of fight and execution. I think just kind of like watching the film, going back, like even during the game, we're just like, man, we're not executing. It's like, it, it's painful for me because it's like, I know we go over certain things. And I mean, even when there's times I feel where we don't go over certain things, you still have your eyes, you still have your keys and things that you're reading. But it's like, when you're not, we're not executing. It's like the Chiefs, I mean, they're known for execution. So it's like you're never going to beat a team that when you can't out-execute them, especially on third down. I think they won 70%. I mean, that's that's terrible for for a defense. And I think it wasn't too many times where it was just like schematics. Like their, their scheme really watching them for the first time wasn't too advanced. It wasn't like, oh, they did something that we've never seen that we didn't know they were going to do. But they just executed at a high level. And I think that was what – we were lacking uh, was execution on a high level, especially third down. We got to be able to get off the field. And I think just really as a team effort, I mean, we played 70 plays. So, I mean, we got to limit our plays on defense, on third downs, and then also just play complimentary football on offense and on special teams. Yeah, the third down thing, man, I was going to ask you. I mean, it was 10 of 14 in that game, but it's 27 of 45 for the season. Yeah, that's terrible. Terrible. Like, a lot of you guys are just saying execution. You know what I mean? But I don't I don't think the common fan understands exactly what that means. Does that mean that like you're in the right position and not making the tackle, you have the right defense called, but someone's messing up an assignment like because it, it I can just be honest with you like it it doesn't feel like it's that close to being good when you're losing by 31 points, they're pulling their starting quarterback and you've given up 60%. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like you guys are that close. I would say to explain, like, execution, I think it's more of like, okay, so, for example, I would say we know on third downs for the Kansas City Chiefs, let's say third down, anywhere from two to six, two to five, you know, a lot of times they're trying to run in-breaking routes, they're trying to run mesh routes, they're trying to run crosser routes, you know, they'll do some quick game, so it's like, Little things like that. It's like even with certain combinations based on splits formations, you'll know, okay, they might have number two sit down, run number one on the dig behind them, try to hit it somewhere in the middle. You know, maybe they'll do a flat seven. You'll know they'll probably try to do some flood formations. They have three receivers flood on one side. I know Travis Kelsey had one. They had a flat route by number two. Travis Kelsey ran a seven. I think number one ran a hitch or something like that. And it's like we can kind of know what they're going to do in a sense of, or have an idea. I'm not going to say you know what to do. You never know what they're going to do. You have an idea of some different things that they can get to. And it's like, 
being able to have an idea of what they like to do and take in the defensive call and being able to put those two together to where you're in the right play, making the play. Because even you can be in the right spot, but if you're not making the play, then it doesn't matter if you're in the right spot or not. So I think it's a combination of being able to know what they're going to do and being able to make those plays and be be ahead of it. And I think a lot of times for for us, it, it it's both. It's times where we're in the right spot, but we don't we don't make the play, or we're not in the right spot. And it's like man, like we we knew what they were going to run on on third down, and we know what they like to get to. We know who they like to throw the ball to. So I think the biggest thing is combining those mentally and physically from all eleven of us, not just nine and the other two kind of aren't in the right spot or aren't making the play is all 11 got to know, know what to expect, know their job and execute it at the, at the end of the day. We're talking to Jalen Johnson here, Parkinson Spiegel on the score. So through three games, and I'm going to take out when Blaine Gabbert was in for Mahomes, um, one sack in three games, zero mm-hmm. takeaways, mm-hmm. allowing 60% on third down. Mm-hmm. Which of that is like the most galling to you? What which, which were those things? Are you like, damn, I can't believe I'm a part of a defense that has those types of numbers? I would say has no takeaways. I don't know how many teams in the league have that. Yeah, I mean, you guys got the two obviously well, against I mean, we against got the two, but nah, I'm not. I'm not taking. I'm not. I mean, good good job to Q and Jack Sanford. I'm not taking away their their interceptions, but that's not. That, that's not. I would probably say the takeaways, the turnovers. I mean, I feel like the pressures we've. I think we've gotten back there. We just didn't bring people down. I know we missed a few on Baker. And yeah. Some things like that, but I mean, for me, I would say the takeaways. That's the. That's the biggest thing. I feel like of, of all those, I feel like you take that ball away, it covers up a, a multitude of things. I mean, like in the Bible it says, love covers a multitude of sin. I know for for us, turnovers cover a multitude of lack of execution. I mean, you can march the ball down all the way to the our own end zone, but if we turn the ball over then nothing nothing matters after that. So I think for us we gotta we gotta find ways to turn the ball over when it matters in the scheme of things to really get the offense a chance. So uh you know Eberflus speaks today and he says some version of like I don't think we're that far away. I think we're close. I saw Roshan came out and said, you know just came down to some execution here and there. I know you were talking about execution. Um, is the me- is the message like we're not far away? Like, do you, do you do you guys internally think you're closer to wins and being, let's say, good, competitive in the hunt for the playoffs, whatever that standard is, uh, than than the first three weeks would suggest? I think I, I feel okay. I feel like for. For us, I'm gonna give you insight on. I feel like what that means. I Thank think you. so. When we say we're not that we're not that far or we're we're close, I think it comes down to. I feel like you think about the big plays, or you think about, let's say for us, I'm gonna speak on for defense. When you look on third downs, and it's like, okay, yeah, the percentages are. I think what it was, is 60% on the year? Yes, yeah, six, uh, 60% on the year, 70% for the game, 27 of 45 for the year. Correct. So if we just take those numbers, like if you go back and you look at those plays that we gave up that we didn't execute and you look at the corrections or like why it didn't happen, a lot of those plays were really close. And it's like, okay, well, if he, in a sense, from the scheme part, if he rushes this pattern and he runs the pattern correctly, 
the spot that the quarterback steps up into would have been where you would have got your sack opportunity. So it's like that's a missed opportunity as far as the front. If we go to the linebackers and the DBs, it's like we had all these people covered up, but the corner didn't have inside leverage. The receiver got inside, caught the ball inside. Yeah. Or anything, things like that. So it's like if you kind of just change, I mean, of course, we can't go back and do it, but it's like if you can just go back and, okay, just play your correct leverage or just hit your rush pattern correctly, we would have got that sack. So it's like that happens for us on offensive defense over and over and over and over and over and over again. It's like it's just this little, little piece. Like we even seen today, like on a run with Khalil, he hit the edge. If he would have broke that one tackle or if he, in a sense, if we would have got the hole would have got pushed down a little more. He would have been able to break that tackle. It's the one-on-one opportunity with the safety overfield. We're taking our eyes on Khalil. That's an explosive run. So it's like little things like that that you go back and see that the normal eye doesn't see us. Like, dang, like we were that close away from breaking a big play. We were that close away from getting off on third down. So it's like when you have these little things like that that continue to stack and stack and stack, it's like, man, we're not. It's not that we don't have the players. It's not like the scheme isn't isn't there. We're just so close, but yet so far away in a sense. Like those little plays over and over and over again puts us at what what we've been seeing these last three weeks. But it's not major changes that just need to happen. It's not like we don't have the right guys. Right. You you it's you think you you think you have the players and you have the coaches is what you're saying. You think you think you have the right nucleus in place. It just hasn't gotten done yet 100% okay okay uh what was the week like for you it seemed from the outside very chaotic and a lot of distractions did that matter come game day did it disrupt you in any way (laughs) hell no (laughs) no I think it's, it's easy to say that I feel like a lot of times people put that like put what was going on on us like nah we internally like we like we were good I mean it wasn't – I think it just – it's easy to project that on us because we have the Bears, like we wear the Bears logo, but it's like realistically internally, like, man, we, we're good. We were trying to focus on beating Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, like Chris Jones. I mean, there wasn't no opportunity for us to truly think about what's going on and so can be over all these things. Like, man, nah, we don't – I know I didn't care about all the distractions and all that, and I feel like I, I sense from our team that – Nobody, nobody's really tripping. Like, granted, there's a lot of things that we going that were going on, but it's like, man, we're trying to win. Like at the end of the day, we had a good opportunity to go in the Arrowhead against the defending champions, and we had an opportunity to win. So, I think that was our main focus to go in there and try to get a victory. And clearly, that didn't happen. But I know our focus was in the right in the right spots. Was it at least? Was it weird? I mean, your defensive coordinator resigns in week three, and no one knows why. And then you guys get told like a day after it happens. Like it, it, it ha- was it. Would you at least concede that it was weird, even if it wasn't distracting? I mean, it's hard to put the word weird on it. I mean, clearly it was different. It was yeah. Okay. Not, not not what we're used to, but I mean, at the end of the day, things things happen. I don't think it's any different. I mean, I thought like there's times where something happens with a player or something comes up, but. I mean, I don't none, – none of that is weird. I mean, I feel like for us, we're used to things kind of popping up, whether it's player, coach, staff. I mean, of course, something to um, – what that extent of our coach, like, resigning and things like that, that doesn't happen too often. But, I mean, I feel like no. things happen in the National Football League. Yeah, no, no, no question about it. Uh, 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What type of leadership, you know, people, another thing that we will talk about, right, is like, who are the leaders? Who are they turning to? It's a common thing in sports. Like, who doesn't sound like you think it was very much like needed because you're just focusing on film and the Chiefs and all of that. But, like, who are the leaders on the team that if the, if the bleep hits the fan, you know that fill in the blank is going to step in and make sure everything's cool? <laughs> um, I thought we kind of got quite a few, honestly. I think on defense, I know definitely me. Eddie, um, TJ, Tremaine. Um, I know Yannick kind of being older. I know he leaves that 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 room, that D line room. Um, I know Justin Jones, Demarcus Walker. They're all pretty vocal um, when it comes to keeping things together or trying to get things in order. Um, and I think I can almost say the same number for for offense. Of course, Justin. I would say DJ Mooney, Cole. Um, I know Lucas Patrick, Cody Whitehair, they're always the the older heads with, with the wisdom and trying to keep things under control and shoot the big the biggest dog of them all is Mercedes Lewis. He drops a lot of a lot of wisdom onto offense, defense, just being able to give us the insight that he has from all the years he's played. I think he's on what, eighteen right now. So just being able to keep keep our head right. I mean, we can always lean on each other, but I would say that's that's the core group right there. Yeah, Mercedes Lewis, I mean, 39 years old and still getting an NFL check. That's not bad. Oh, uh, no, he, he – it's funny because I told him one practice. He was out there in his tight, long sleeves, and he had a dark visor on. I said, hey, Mercedes, you look like a heck of a 39-year-old football player out here. But, no, nah, he's he, he a good dude, man. He, he's a good dude. Take care of his body and continuing to push, continuing to lead the younger guys. And uh, I love having him in the locker room. What uh... – what did you make of what happened with Justin's comments last week when he had the second press conference and the idea of him calling out the coaches? I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't even really hear what he said. I just heard people bringing it up, but I don't even know what, what, what he said. Do you know what was what exactly was said? Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I know mean, you got it written down on a little piece of paper. Well, no, I mean, listen, we, we, we played it. I mean, you know. He was at. He was asked about the performance and like why he was. He felt said he felt he was robotic uh, in his play, and then he was asked why he was robotic. And among the things he said was he said could be coaching, and then he went on with you know a long explanation of it, and people took that as, you know that mentioning coaching is like being overcoached and coaching him out of some of the things that he had used to do. You had talked about like the things that were maybe in his mind, like all, all of that stuff. Not that that what you said was part of the big story, but he mentioned coaching. It got tweeted out as coaching and it blew up on the internet. So he called the second press conference. Gotcha. What he you saying in the second press conference? He said that the media, uh, took him out of context, was trying to divide the team, and he should have never said anything. He should have just said, you know, it's all on me, and I have to be better, and even if a guy drops a pass, it's on me. No, nah. nah, I'm not. I don't know. The way I see it, too, and it's like, we're all in this. We're all in this together. Granted, 
of course, there's, I feel like, ways to go about it, but I feel like there's nothing wrong with, I feel like, players calling out coaches. Coaches call players out every every day as part of their job. And I think on the contrary to that, there has to be some accountability by the coaches. Now, granted, there's ways to do it. You don't just put anybody out. You don't put your teammate out there. If something goes on between you and your teammate or something like that, you just don't say, oh, well, he messed it up. So it's like you don't point that finger directly, but to me there's nothing wrong with, in a sense, a player being able to say coaches got to be better. I mean, if other things were were flipped, I mean, the coaches would say the players got to play better. The players got to execute better on third downs or the players got to do X, Y, Z. So it's like the coaches have that same responsibility too. Like they're not superior to – to the players or anything like that. So it's like, and then we all are here with the same goal, and that's to bring a championship to Chicago football. And everybody gets hold, held accountable. Everybody can get called out. Everybody can get pushed to be better. Everybody, like, nobody to me is exempt from it. So I don't I don't like it having to be, oh, well, he's the quarterback. He just has to be like, no, nah, then they just is a man too. He's a 24-year-old man with the whole city of Chicago on his back. And it's like, everything gets pushed on to him. And it's like, granted, he takes that. I feel like 98% of the time, so it's like the one time he says, like, no, nah, like, okay, like, maybe it can be coaching, maybe it can be me, maybe it can be whoever else. I think that's okay. At the end of the day, it's not like he said, oh, well, the coaches just put us in bad positions. Now it's like, hey, you ain't got to say all of that. <laughs> but the coaches can be a factor in it as well. I mean, even on for on defense, there's some times where Coach Fools say, hey, I, I probably put us in a bad position or I could have gave us a better call. And he takes that and he owns that. And I feel like that's part of being a man in in this industry is being able to be held accountable, being able to learn. And I don't think the coaches are exempt from that. I think it's okay for players to call coaches out as well. But, of course, there's a way to do it. No, I, I agree completely. I I thought it was kind of cool. It was like, hey, man, like I I need to be able to play my way. You know, and I got a lot of things going on up here. I've, people want me to be in the pocket. They don't want me to run. They want me to do this. They want me to do that. And it's like at some point I have to just like take some – ownership that this is my career this is my livelihood so i i loved it but admittedly it's also really good fodder for us as talk show hosts yeah 100 percent. i mean some and of course i feel like the media too they're they're, they're looking for clicks they're looking for clickbait. i mean anything like that oh well he's blaming on the coaches he's saying like i mean y'all doing that for the titles everybody can click in and see what's going on with chicago bears and of course everything that was going on last week it's just like man y'all just y'all just trying to figure out ways to just shred us. If 0-3 wasn't wasn't bad enough, they just looking for more ways to figure out. Listen, man, I pro listen, I, I went to the game and was in the stands like as a fan, man. Like I, I want you guys to be good. I love Justin. Like like you know what I mean? I I've been rooting for the dude. It's just it's thirteen losses in a row, giving up thirty three a game, quarterback throwing for ninety nine yards, like getting your ass kicked on national TV. You know what I mean? Like it's fans, fans have been fans of this team for generations. It's, it's hard to watch Jalen. He was drunk in the stands though. I just want to, we just did a segment of that before (laughs) you came on. He was was, pretty drunk. I was a little overserved in the parking lot. That's true. Hey, I'm not mad at it, man. They say you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. (laughs) I did. I did. But you know what I mean? Like, just so, just so you know, like, I know that that's the reputation in the media, but like, and, and some of them I do think t- so, took some of that out of context with Justin. So I don't want to, like, talk in broad brushes. But just so you know, like, I want you guys to be good. But when I think you guys are bad, I'm going to say that I think you guys are bad. You know how it is. Hey, hey I'm, I'm not mad at it. I just don't know. Nobody feels worse than how we feel. I mean, right. you've been a Bears fan since you were eight years old. If you ain't put that helmet and that jersey on, you don't, you don't feel that 13-game losing streak like, like we feel. And I know for me, 
it's been a long, a, a long four years. I mean, it wasn't always like this, but I mean, sure, I haven't, I've, I've had more losses than wins. So I mean, and I suit up, suit up almost every game. I go out there compete, get my all. So I mean, I know nobody, nobody feels it like like we do. And I mean, I, I understand. Bo Jack and he said he had one winning season out of out of seven. So it's like. Damn, like that that that's disheartening for somebody who goes out there and puts their body on the line and life on the line and just continues to compete. So I mean, just for, for us, I mean, we just like I've been saying on week after week, we got we gotta figure out ways to win, man. We gotta just pull out some plays or something out <laughs> the out the back or something, but we gotta do trick plays, man. We gotta I don't know what it is, but we gotta figure out how how to win. I think that's the biggest thing we're focused on is is winning winning football games. But I think it just starts with one. I think once we get on track and we figure out that formula, then, I mean, I think it, it'll be a good result for us in the end. So last thing then, man, on that, like, you play the Broncos. They're what they are, right? They just gave up 70. Mm-hmm. They're 0-3, <laughs> and they're favored in your house. That's <laughs> I mean, it, it, it just – it's kind. It's kind of an amazing thing. Uh, I don't know if you knew that they were favored, but like, what do you make of playing a desperate zero and three team coming off a seventy ball? I feel like it's no greater opportunity than to get a W. <laughs> I feel like we. I mean, sure, of course, it's it's a better in our favor going than going against the Chiefs. So I mean, I feel like at the end of the day, every team can be beat. And I think. I mean, I don't know. I feel that's slightly disrespectful. But we both own three and eight. Just, I mean, they did just give up seventy, and they're still favored in our house. I think we just—that's what I'm saying, man. Like again, like that—that's—that's that's what I'm we gotta, saying. We got to put it all to bed. I mean, even if they favored one point or something, like, damn. But I mean, at the end of the day, we can't—we can't be mad at any of that because we—we we haven't we haven't won in thirteen games. So at the end of the day, we gotta we gotta put all that to rest, and that just comes with competing, winning. And I mean, the big word that I've been saying the last few weeks is execution. So I mean, if we turn this executing around, these little these little things that turn into that turn into big plays, that turn into big losses, then I mean, hey, we can we can't be mad about what anybody has to say until we fix it. And I think that's what we're focused on as men is just continue to fight back, continue to look each other in the eye, and to get better and figure out a way to start stacking some wins. But it all starts with one. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for the time and the accountability and the honesty as always. And yeah, let them know you guys are you guys are underdogs against the Broncos off a of seventy burger. So so take it as disrespect. Use it as bulletin board material. Whatever you need, and go get a win. All right, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. All right, man. Talk next week. Uh Thank you. That's Jalen Johnson. Dude left that game with a hamstring injury. Never a doubt that he was going to come on the Parkinson Spiegel show at 5 o'clock. It's brought to you by Plumbers 911. Plumbing emergency. Call the plumbing professionals. Available 24-7 at 1-833-PLUM-911. I'm sorry. I had to tell him. Oh, about me being drunk in the stands? I had to tell him, yeah. That's all right. That's all right. Got a good line out of it. Let's open up the phones. 312-644-6767. We could begin to think about what that actually says about the Bears that they are a three-and-a-half-point underdog at home to an 0-3 team that just gave up 70 points in the National Football League. And there's a lot there from Jalen as well. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. 